Hey, hey, welcome to the School of Sales podcast. This is the podcast for women who know that in order to do what we love, we got to make money doing it, honey. Okay, and we're going to enjoy every single second of it through mastering sales skills. Now today, I think I have quite a treat for you. It is for the women who are either freelancers or want to be a freelancer and really want to stand out. There's about to be a freelancer boom, baby. And what I mean by that is it is projected that 51% of the workforce is going to be freelancers by 2028. What? That is insane. I want you to stand out. And I get it. Like being a freelancer is such a beautiful opportunity because you've got your brain, you've got your laptop, you've got your time that you can work whenever you want to, and uh, a Wi-Fi connection, and you've got it. You've got the chance to build a business right there. And there's so much opportunity there. And I want you to be the it girl. Be the girl that everyone talks about, that everyone wants to work with. And that not only gets the clients that you want, but retains them over time. It's a beautiful opportunity and I want you to jump in. So these tips that I have for you, these five tips are really how to get those clients and keep them by being that sales girl and exactly what that looks like. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you do, you could of course listen here and there is a YouTube video of this episode where I'm kind of writing stuff and um, breaking it down for you. And I definitely think that could be beneficial as well. And so we will link that in the show notes. I hope you enjoy and we'll see you on the next one. Do you want to make as much money as you want to using only your gift, your brain, a laptop, and a Wi-Fi connection? Well, that is possible for you when you join in with 51% of the population to become a freelancer. That's right. Freelancing is projected to be 51% of the workforce by 2028. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, especially as women, it is such a beautiful opportunity to be able to work on your own time and in your own way, doing the very thing that you want to do. Now, the only problem here is that there's 51% of the population that is going to be pursuing this career. So how can you stand out get the jobs with the people that you want to, and most importantly, retain them. You know, being a freelancer is really a beautiful thing because, you know, you don't really have to build a whole lot of additional skill sets um, in order to do the one thing that you want to do. In fact, if you can get the clients you love and retain them, you get to really do the thing that um, most like entrepreneurs spend more than half of their time doing, which is finding new business. You don't really have to find a bunch of new business. You just have to really stay sharp and stay in that sales mode to be able to keep the people on board um, more than finding new clients. So I get why everyone's like, I'm getting on this freelancer train, like ASAP, but I really want to help you do it well, do it right and get ahead of the pack. So let's get started. Um, I've been a business owner, um, including my network marketing days for about seven years. And so I've had my fair share of contractors and freelancers, some not so good experiences, some average and some amazing experiences. And I want to give you a little story um, to frame uh, an example that I want to give you of this that will reflect the steps that I believe you should take to stand out. So there was a season for about three years that we were just really playing with paid advertising and we hired all different kinds of agencies and ads managers. And I know with ads like 
potentially, if you have certain thoughts about them, you might feel like the stakes are really high, right? You're pushing money in, pushing your chips in, hoping, wishing, and praying that you get a return on investment, but you're really not quite sure. And so when the stakes are high, you can feel like it is up to the freelancer to make it work. And if you're a business owner, I can't recommend enough to for you to take the responsibility and not pass it on to the to the freelancer just for your own brain, your own agency. Um, but we kind of went through this treacherous time of a lot of spend and not a lot of return. And we were just very like clear of like, hey, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break from the paid advertising world. We're going to grow organically. And honestly, it was a great experience. But we had a student. Her name is Jordan Perry. And um, she was in our community, super immersed. She was a client. She was a star student, really implemented what she learned and grew exponentially. I'm here at our training space right now in Alpharetta, Georgia. And she would come to our trainings and be in the front row and really present herself beautifully. And she knew that we were taking a break from paid advertising. And I'm sure... Most freelancers would have heard that and thought, it's not my time, you know, they're not ready for me, they'll come to me when they're ready, they know I exist, they know I'm around, and just have waited. And this is why we believe if you're not persuading, you're waiting. You're waiting, waiting, waiting for people to approach you. Um, and Jordan Perry did not do that. In fact, she called a meeting with our team, and I was so impressed with the meeting because um, she did some digging and looked somewhere in our um, in our ads world. I'm not really sure exactly what she looked at, but she found where ads actually were working and we didn't really know it necessarily or we um, assumed that they weren't working like they should. And uh, she showed us some gaps that could be filled and the possibilities. And she said one sentence that changed everything for me. She said, if you don't invest in your own ads, I will. If you don't put money behind this, I will. If you don't pour gasoline on the fire, I will put my own money behind it because I believe. And that, my friend, is the difference from average freelancers and great ones. The great ones believe alongside the business. And I want to talk about specifically how you can get yourself to a place where you can believe to be a part of the mission. And that was the big thing with Jordan. I realized like, man, she's not just looking for another client. She's looking to be a part of something bigger. She's not just looking for a retainer. She's looking to be a part of this mission that she believes in. She believes in this product and this offer. And that is what excited me personally more than anything. So one of the things that she really was that I I personally loved was she was direct and, and she shot her shot. Shoot your shot. You know, I think um, the more I talk to freelancers, the more I train freelancers. I mean, I'm, I'm immersed in a community of freelancers who are learning to grow their sales skills. And I notice that they really assume that people know that they can work with them. They assume that people know that they are available and they're ready to serve when really business owners, like they are focused on their mission, they're not looking around at freelancers seeing where they can use somebody. Like I really believe great freelancers find their spot within the company and make it known. Another thing that I really loved about Jordan is that she was on the team, like saw herself on the team immediately. And I think what I loved about that is um, kind of what it took to get to that place. And and this is like the advice that I could give you, like that I feel like you should take away the most 
is just immerse yourself in the company. Immerse yourself in the books, binge the YouTube videos, listen to all the podcasts, and if you can, buy their product, buy their offer and experience it and really see, is this something that I can get on board with that I can be a part of? And um, what's cool is like when you sell yourself, um, before someone um, says yes and hires you on, like business owners want to see, do they get it? This is a little secret, a little secret I'm going to tell you. We want to know, do they get it? Do they see that we're special? Do they see that we're different? Do they see where we're trying to go? And honestly, like business owners don't want to sit there and explain it again. We want freelancers to be like, I know what you do. I know why it matters. And I believe, and I want to be a part of it. And um, what's cool is like you can project that before they say yes and before they um, are hired on. But what's even better, in my opinion, the second that you're hired on, I really want you to see yourself as like a we. Um, before you're on the team, when you're selling yourself, really, I cannot encourage you enough to use the word you. You will experience the growth. You will experience the life change. You will experience the certainty and the freedom. But after they are, uh, you are hired on and you're on the team, start saying we, like we can do this. We should do this. We have a, like can you know experience this growth. And a great way to position yourself as being on the team is honestly to sit in meetings. And I know most freelancers, they have like in their contracts, like I do one meeting a week or I do this many times of um, contact, you know, per month or whatever that looks like. And I get it. Like we all have time that we need to manage and control a hundred percent. When you're just starting out with a company, like get up in there and know what's going on and experience the company as a whole and the whole culture so that you can confidently share suggestions and really do your job so well. The next thing that I cannot encourage you enough to do once you are on the team is not to just be a yes girl, but to be a yes and girl. So what does that look like? Yes and girl. You know, you're going to be asked to do stuff, of course, and asked to have certain results or to make something um, better. And I don't want you just to say, yes, I will do that. I want you to say yes. And here's, I can do, here's how I can do it even better. You know, it's interesting. Um, when you immerse yourself in the content, you have this story of what you believe a company is going to be like, and then you come into the company and you're going to find a ton of gaps. You're going to find a bunch of Google docs, to be honest, you're going to find things that could be better. And when you adopt this, yes. And mentality, what's going to happen is you are really going to just leave everything better than you found it. And the business owner is going to think, I cannot live without this person. For example, if you were to ask, Hey, do you mind filming a testimonial for me or something? I actually asked this of a contractor of mine, filming a testimony. And her response was yes. And I will ask so-and-so to do one as well. Like she saw the bigger problem that we were trying to solve here, the bigger mission was to get voices and testimonials about a specific thing. And so instead of just filling in and doing exactly what she was told, she added another layer. And that my friend reflects, hey, this person is on our team and it just feels so good. Now, of course, you're not going to be able to do everything that's asked of you, right? Maybe you can, 
But, you know, maybe business owners have this dreams, this lofty idea of all the magic that you can cook up and it might not be possible. So if you can't do that, be this person. I can't do blank, but what I can do is blank. So what does that look like? Okay, let's say, let's say your um, company that you contract for asks you to hang the moon. They said, hey, can you please hang the moon for me? Obviously that's not something you're gonna be able to do. So just have an answer that sounds a little something like this. What I can't do is hang the moon, but what I can do is hang one star. I don't know, just something that's a little bit different than what they're asking you to do. So I'll give you a, an example that I just experienced. I actually have been a contractor, a freelancer for another company. And one thing that they asked us to do were these individual calls um, for an entire week. And I knew it wasn't gonna work with my schedule, number one. And number two, I actually knew that that wasn't the best way to do it. I knew it wasn't. And of course, every business has their their way of doing things and the story of why they do things, which that's gonna come in number five in just a second. Um, but I knew that group calls were actually so much better and way more time efficient. So I not only offered the group call, but here's what's important. This is why the sales girl identity is critical even after you have been hired. You've got to sell them on why the alternative option is best. How do you take candy from a baby? you offer them something so much better instead. And that's how they can get excited about the alternative option versus feeling like you push back on them. So here's what um, that example might sound like. Hey, Macy, can you do these individual calls for an entire week? Hey, um, I, I love this approach. While I'm not gonna be able to do individual calls, what I can do is do three group calls. And here's why this is so important. You see, group calls gives a safe environment for people to be able to kind of bring up what they're thinking. In fact, most people on your team likely have some thoughts that they either can't put language around, they're just feelings or hesitations of why they're not on board with what you're asking them to do. So a group call gives people the chance to hear what other people are thinking and you the opportunity to really cast one vision really powerfully and know that everyone is hearing the same message. And ultimately, like the goal of these calls is for everyone to be on the same page. Isn't that correct? Do you see how like we're, we're, we're reaching the same goal, right? Which is to get people on board. Um, and this way is so much better to do it, which this leads us perfectly into the fifth and final tip of being an amazing freelancer and breaking through this boom. Like, honestly, this is what this is. It's a freelancer boom and how to navigate it so beautifully. This fifth and final thing is to use your brain and ask for context. Now, one thing we talk about here on our team is like, there are five brains, okay? It is so tempting to go to the one person, the leader, and say, what do you think? What should we do? And while I understand that, it's like they're the leader, they make the calls, supposedly. What matters is that there are actually five brains being used versus just one. And I think as a freelancer, like especially if you're like a systems person or you're a virtual assistant and people are just giving you things to check off, it can be easy to fall into this pattern of robotic, this is what I do, now this is what I do, now this is what I do. And I want to invite you to use your brain and make amazing 
sales girl like suggestions. Sales girl suggestions are all about like what can be included or what layer or what addition can be added to the suggestion to bring the mission forward. Now, I want to um, offer to really ask for context before you use your brain. And what is context? Context is just the story. It's the wrapping around um, the idea that's inside the present. So I'll give you an example. Like that last example I just gave about group calls versus individual calls. Before I gave that suggestion, I asked a clarifying question that said, hey, tell me the story about these individual calls. It sounds like you've done them before. And they said, yes, you know, it's really helpful just to have this one-on-one -on -one time with people just to see where they're at and to get them on board. And so now that I know the context and the ultimate goal is to get someone on board, then I can use my brain to give a suggestion that gives the ultimate, like a better option, a better way to get to the result. I'll give you another example. I remember we used to um, add it in one of the ad agencies we used years ago. And they basically asked like, or told us that our website should be better and different. And honestly, like we knew, I wish so badly that they asked the story of the website. And that is beautiful language to use. Hey, tell me the story behind your website and where it is today. Now, if they asked that, what they would have heard was, you know, we have been a skeleton crew over here and we've really been focused and our mission has been all in on selling our offer and making our offer as beautiful and as life-changing as possible. I know the website is dated. I know it doesn't reflect our branding. Um, it's coming, but we're just not quite there yet. So there's the story of it. Now, if I was a contractor, what I would do is I would use my brain to see how can I help get this website right for them? And also like, could this be another offer for me? Or could this be a new relationship that I could build? So for example, maybe you could say something like, hey, um, if you could have your website on brand and functioning beautifully in two months without any extra effort from you, is that something you'd wanna know more about? Business owner, instead of just saying, hey, you need to fix your website, they're offering away. Now, as a contractor, maybe I don't create the website, but I have a relationship that could. And there's a referral commission there. What? Hello, let's make more money with the clients that we already have and don't have to do the work, just have to like refer them to certain people. Yes, please. Or maybe you can make the website, right? And that's not the package that they bought. They just bought the ads, but you can make their website beautiful. And then you're like, hey, let's add on this offer. Like what? So not only are you using your brain to add value, but you're also potentially increasing your revenue by being that sales girl inside of the organization. This is why being a sales girl from the beginning all the way through to completion and until the end is critical to your reputation, to your ability to make money and for your clients to get results. Okay, so how do you navigate this freelancer boom and stand out from the rest? You are direct and you shoot your shot. Do not assume that people know that you exist or know specifically how you can help. Don't be the freelancer that just says, I do systems and help businesses stay organized. Be the business owners that says, when you have someone, when you have someone, hear me when I said when, when you have someone that is able to run your launch for you, you can focus on the thing you love to focus on, which is selling. You can make more money. You can know that all gaps are gonna be closed. See how that was specific on what you actually do and you were direct? And then you said, hey, like, let me be your person for your next launch. Let's do this. Boom. Second thing, see yourself as a part of the team immediately.
immediately. Be in it. The worst thing is for a business owner to think about their team like working on islands, even if they're full time. It's like, oh, I feel like everyone is in their own world. They're doing their own thing. Their brain is like everywhere. Like when you can just be the contractor that's in it with them, you relieve so much stress and pressure from the business owner knowing that they, that like you get it, right? You want to reflect that you get it. Okay. And the way you do that is immerse yourself, get up in there, become the culture immediately. Be the yes and girl. Add value in ways that they don't even see that you could add value, but you could. If you can't be the yes and girl, be the I can't do blank, but what I can do is blank, which makes you use your brain and ask for context so that you know exactly what you can do to make everything better.